Hello and welcome to Zero Waste Imperfectly, the show that talks about all things zero waste with kids. I'm your host, Sheila, and I am the owner of Embrace Less Waste, a zero waste store in Wesley Chapel, Florida. Our show is short, sweet, and to the point. You can expect to hear all kinds of things in the background from the three daughters that I have, the puppy and the bird. Our show is unedited because there's just no time to edit, and this is real life. So today I want to talk to you about composting. And the reason we need to compost is because there's food waste and food loss. So the biggest driver of composting is all the food has to go somewhere. If you don't eat it, if it's leftovers, if it's spoiled, you have to put it somewhere. And the trash can is just not the solution for that because once it goes in the trash can, it's just going to sit. There is no composting at the landfill unless you're in a really lucky place where they do compost. But here in Wesley Chapel, there is no composting commercially available. So we have to do something with our food. And if you just throw it away in the container, it's going to sit in that container for years and years. And that's it's not a good solution either. So what is food loss? Food loss can come from a couple different sources. It can either be lost during the growing production, during packaging, during shipment. Um, there's so many ways it can go. Um, it's estimated that 125 to 160 billion pounds of food goes to waste every year. That's roughly 40% of America's food. It is awful. So that is a lot of trash we have to deal with. And so food waste is another source, and that is mostly the food from retail businesses. If you think about all the food that's sold to stores and it sits on the shelf and it expires, that has to go somewhere also. Um, what about the ugly fruit that can't be sold? That's all considered food waste. But the biggest thing we have to concern ourselves with is food loss. So what can we do once we have it? And it needs to go somewhere other than the trash can. So for composting, you may not officially call it composting, but for me, it all goes in the same category because we're looking at food rot. So there is the simplest thing for people that live, we're going to talk about for people who live in spaces where you can't have a giant outdoor compost pile. So that's traditional composting where you have a heap, you add your greens and your browns, you turn it over until it's ready. So in our neighborhood, we have a homeowners association and that's just not an acceptable thing that we have a compost pile. So what I started with was Bokashi. Basically you go to Home Depot or Lowe's, wherever, you find a five gallon bucket, you put something in the bottom of it so that your composting can drain I put a spigot below that, below the little stand inside, and that I got from an auto parts store. It's meant for keeping gunk out of the chemicals that you have in the bucket, and that was $3, and I can put it in the show notes. And then what you're gonna do is you're gonna order some Bokashi brand. You can make it. I have not tried that. I don't have time to make Bokashi brand. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna put your food in there, you're gonna sprinkle some Bokashi on top of it and then you're gonna cover it because you don't want air getting in it. It will start fermenting. So you're not gonna have any funky smells unless you consider it's a sweet smell. It's not funky. It's kind of like when you're brewing beer or making kombucha, it's that sort of smell. And so every time you add some more food to it, you're going to open it up, put your food in, sprinkle Bokashi on top, close it back up. Again, no air. And then you fill your bucket up, you let it sit or depending, ours sits roughly three weeks and then it's ready to be used as Bokashi. And I just dig a hole outside and bury it. The problem with that sometimes is the raccoons come and dig it up. So we tried it for a while 
and it was a lot more work than I wanted to because I don't want to clean up the raccoon mess. So the next thing we tried was indoor cardboard. No, let's go back. We went to the worm bin, which I still have. We have two active worm bins. So what you do is you buy a container or some people use a Sterilite container, which we tried a long time ago and my worms, worms ended up escaping. It was quite gross to go and pick up hundreds of worms downstairs. No, didn't like that. So I went on Uncle Jim's Worm Farm's website and I ordered a hot frog composter. And so you have several trays with it. You put in your, your bedding, which you can also order from their site. And then you add your worms and you feed. You have to, a lot of people have it inside. For us, it does not work because we kept getting flies. So it is on our front porch now where I have built a little cage for it to keep the raccoon out because he loves coming back and making giant mess. But that's pretty straightforward. You put your food in, you cover it up and you put the lid on and the worms go to town. There are some restrictions for vermicomposting on what you can put in there. So it's a bit restrictive too, but it does work. Kids love it. It's a great experiment. For us, it didn't handle enough food for us. So if you have peels and scraps from food that you're cooking, it didn't handle enough. So we need another source for our composting. And that is when we went to cardboard box composting. And I had found that online and I'm like, no way is this gonna work. It's too simple. It's way too simple, but it does, it works. So you get a banker's box and you tape it up to reinforce it on the sides. I put an extra layer of cardboard along the sides just to make sure nothing leaks out. You fill it with a combination of ash and coconut core, if I'm saying that right. And then you keep it moist, not soggy, just moist. And then you start putting your food scraps in it. You can put fats in there. You can put meats in there. Everything goes. And make sure you keep a lid on it. Otherwise, flies will come to visit you. And it's just gross once that starts. But everything goes in there. And it's amazing how much food rots in there and how much you can keep adding. So for us, for a small space where you don't want smells, you don't want to deal with burying stuff outside, this is the best solution. The worms are fun, but the cardboard box compost is the most effective for us. Um, I'm going to put everything, the instructions in the show notes, and we have a lot of videos and tutorials on Facebook, Instagram, and on our website and the blog. So you should have access to all of that, but I will note it in the show notes. So those are the options for composting. Outdoor traditional compost, frog, not frog, <laughs> he's a hot frog, not a frog. <laughs> the hot frog worm composter or a different type of worm bin. You could do bokashi, which is also a cool experiment and then the cardboard box compost. So those are the four options we have tried, and I'd love to hear what everyone else has tried. So again, I'll put in how you can reach us on the show notes, and I'll talk to you again soon. Have a great day.